are listening to Beyond the Whistle. Beyond the Whistle is the show that takes you beyond the X's and O's to provide tips and advice on the business of sports and how sports professionals can advance in their careers. Beyond the Whistle is brought to you by McCant Sports, a sports executive search and sports leadership consulting firm. Learn more at McCantSports.com. Welcome to Beyond the Whistle. I'm your host, Odell McCants, and thank you for listening. If you're like me, your New Year resolutions for 2018 most likely include some kind of personal financial goal. Our guest today helps professional athletes, teams, leagues, and organizations with financial education and planning. His firm, Pursuit Sports Group, based here in Washington, D.C., goes beyond the traditional financial advisory and investment model to focus on financial education as well as reputation management and business development consulting. Pursuit Sports Group aligns all that for what they call, and I love this, developing your end game now. Pursuit Sports Group is hosting its second annual Pursuit Financial Excellence Weekend February 15th through the 18th in LA, which we'll go further into with details. He also has an annual three-on-three basketball tournament that he's been trying for years to get me to play in, but can't guarantee having an ambulance ready for when I break something or even worse. Our guest today is Ramon Penny. Ramon, welcome to Beyond the Whistle. Odell, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Ramon, so what started as an introduction at the barbershop has led to a relationship that I greatly value. I have proudly enjoyed watching your growth from a college basketball player to financial professional and now entrepreneur. Can you share with us what your journey has been from those days when I met you? I believe you were either playing in your senior year or had just graduated. Wow, that is a long time ago. Yes, it is. <laughs> wow, I was just thinking about that. As a matter of fact, um, I was with my teammates from American University, and th- we, we were just recognized for making it to the NCAA tournament. I, I believe it was our 10-year anniversary. Um, so, yeah, it was about 10, 10 or 11 years ago we met at the barbershop, and uh, I think I was just finishing up at AU. I know we just made it to the NCAA tournament playing against Tennessee Vols, and I, I believe that's when Bruce Pearl was there. And uh, I studied accounting, so I had a degree in accounting. And uh, after deciding not to continue on with basketball, um, and, and, you know, and I, I gave it a shot, you know, to play some semi-pro, um, but I was ready to, to, you know, take the shoes off and just, uh, you know, start with, you know, my business career. And so I had a full-time offer with the global accounting firm, Ernst & Young. So I took that offer, man. <laughs> Yes, And uh, so I worked for Ernst & Young for about five years or so in their tax department. And I believe three or four years into that, I transferred to the national tax department, working on tax policy and accounting method and inventory uh, changes. I can go into that, but I'm sure you're not here to hear about that. Yeah. And, and what led you to eventually found Pursuit Sports Group? Yeah. So a few things. One. I knew I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, right? When I was growing up, I had mentors and uh, they were entrepreneurs, successful entrepreneurs. One back home was Rex Holland. Um, he was an investor and he also owned an oil company. And then actually another one of my mentors is here, uh, John Rice, who he played basketball at Yale and now runs manage, uh, MLT, Management Leadership for Tomorrow. And he's an entrepreneur as well. And so I was, you know, I, I grew up watching those guys and learning from them. So First and foremost, I want to be an entrepreneur. Secondly, I love sports and uh, I had a passion for, you know, 
for business and finance and, and, and accounting and developing business. And so I merged my passions together and uh, I created Pursuit Sports Group. But more importantly, you know, I was reading stories and listening to owners of teams and watching uh, ESPN's uh, documentaries and interviews on players who made a lot of money and they were filing bankruptcy. And, you know, you'll hear people say three to five years after they retire or five to seven years, whatever the numbers are, you know, the, the numbers were really significant. And, uh, and, I, and I know some leagues will argue that, you know, those numbers aren't true. And, but whatever the numbers are, you know, I, I, I have a few friends that played pro uh, for a long time. I have pros that are starting their careers. And there are so many instances where the pro athletes aren't ready for their next step after playing sports. And so I said, I want to create a company that could help them with, with some of those things. Great. And what led you to take the approach that you've taken uh, different than the traditional uh, investor model uh, to what I really like is, is an educational approach? Yeah, no, that, that's a great question. The number one thing is I, when I went to college, I, um, I studied accounting, right. And then went to Ernst & Young and studied accounting. And I knew I didn't want to be an accountant the rest of my life or, or just an account the rest of my life. Uh, but when I was at Ernst Young, I learned so much about preparation and, and uh, le just learning more about um, the accounting world and industry. And that's just like, if you're playing a sport, right? Really learning how to perfect your craft. And so that's what I did, but it took a lot of preparation, a lot of learning, a lot of education. And so I said, you know, what if we took that up, that exact same approach and use that for athletes, right? Having them prepare, to make prudent financial decisions, having them to prepare uh, for life after sports. And I thought, well, there are a lot of financial advisors out there that could help them with this. But a lot of the financial advisors, as you said earlier, you know, they don't take the time to fully educate uh, their clients. And, and some do. I'm not taking away from all. Some do. Um, but there are a lot of them that don't. You know, a lot of them want to, hey, take the money and, and, and go from there. So I said, well, what if we can assist the financial advisor or uh, assist the athlete at the same time and provide the financial education. And so that's what I said. I said, you know, we could make that happen. And then I had a relationship uh, with the FDIC and I know they, they're always making content, right? Because their job is to make sure that there are more, uh, you know, there are more individuals that are banked than unbanked. And that's basically knowing, you know, you know, that's basically individuals knowing how the banking systems work, right? Because the idea is if you understand how it works, you'll make better decisions. And so I worked with the FDIC and the guidance of the FDIC, I should say, and we created this comprehensive financial education program called Pay Yourself First. And uh, so my company, we've been using that program to conduct workshops uh, with teams, um, professional athletes, one-on-one, uh, -on -one. Also used it uh, for different events that we've hosted in D.C. and New York and, you know, all over the place. And so we've really taken that and, uh, you know, taken it to another level as well, because I'm not sure if you knew about this, but we started to work with collegiate athletic programs. Right. And we believe that sometimes it's almost too late to start teaching a pro athlete how to manage his or her money. So we said, what if we can get them at the college level? And start teaching them some of this stuff at the college level, because in most places, it's not mandatory to take a personal financial class or a workshop. Right. I, it, it, as it stands today, I don't believe it's mandatory by the NCAA and it's not mandatory by most schools or the athletic departments. However, there are some schools that will bring in financial experts to come and speak to students. 
And while we were doing our research, uh, we found out that a lot of students don't like it when someone just comes and speaks to them for 60 minutes. And, uh, you know, they, they honestly, they kind of get bored of that, right? And it's just like class and they want something different. And you're talking about a subject that, A, most people aren't talking about at home. And then B, you know, financial education is only mandatory in about 11 states in America. So you have to figure out how can you bring this content and share it with student athletes in a way that will make them appreciate it, have fun, and more importantly, apply it afterwards. Yeah. You know, Ramon, I think where some people go wrong with financial education and, and working with athletes is they don't understand the psychology of working with athletes. And we've all seen those 30 for 30s, as you mentioned in the, in the statistics that three or five years after playing, uh, you know, X number of athletes are broke. But when you're speaking to an athlete at the professional level, they have overcome just about every odd or challenge to make it. So when you take the approach of, hey, you know, 80% of, and I'm just throwing these numbers out here, you know, 80% of all athletes are broke after five years from playing. Well, their mindset is, yeah, well, in high school, you told me X number of, only X number of high school athletes are going to get a college scholarship. Well, I was, I made it. Only X number of collegiate athletes are going to play professionally. Well, I made it. Only X number of those are going to be uh, NBA or NFL All-Stars. Well, I made it. So they're always thinking that's not going to be me. And that's why I really like your your, your, your approach to engagement um, and interaction and having fun and also focusing on, on preparation. Yeah, no, absolutely. You have to, uh, you, you have to make it fun. You know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, some topics are fun. Some topics simply aren't, aren't that fun. And, you know, a lot of people just don't care about them. Um, and then another thing is, you know, those folks, you know, that have the money, a lot of them are, they're comfortable with paying someone to take care of that for them. Right. But sometimes that's where, you know, there are some issues, right? I, I, I'm not sure if you recall where Tim Duncan was in a situation where he gave money to some guy that was representing him. And then there was some issue because the guy took the money and did something else with it that he wasn't supposed to do. And so, you know, that's why I believe, like, even if you have the money to pay someone to do it, you should still be cognizant of what they're doing. There should be some checks. There should be, you know, some type of system or program uh, where, you know, the athlete knows what's going on, how often something is happening. You know, there needs to be some checkups. And if they don't know what to check up on at the time, then what are they going to, you know, how are they going to know when something's going wrong or someone's stealing from them or doing something they're not supposed to be doing? So that's the whole point. There's there's different levels. Like some people need a lot of financial education and some people just need just some, you know, they just need a checklist of items uh, to make sure that things are going the right way. And the reality is every single player on every sports team uh, at the collegiate level is going to be a pro. They're going to leave. They're going to graduate and become a professional in whatever career they pursue. And I know it's an NCAA slogan to paraphrase <laughs> yeah. it, but the yeah. vast majority are going to turn pro in something other than sports. Uh, and I really believe the single most impactful lesson that we can teach uh, young men and women is about money and their finances. I agree that, you know, first and foremost, yes, they will go pro in something else, hopefully. And so, you know, the financial education material is going to be needed, you know, no matter what you do, you need to know the basics at least. Right. And, um, you know, like I said earlier, 
a lot of folks aren't getting that at home and a lot of folks aren't getting that at school. So we have to make some changes here. And I don't know if it needs to be mandated by the NCAA or by the school or athletic department. But, you know, obviously we need to make some changes. Coaching is a profession that at some point you may have to take a step down in order to move up. And you can't see the air quotes that I'm putting around step down because oftentimes this is just a perception. And what I mean by that is you may be an assistant coach at a power five school and your opportunity to be a head coach will probably come at a mid or low D1 school. And I'm just using power five assistant as an example. And you can start the idea or the conversation at any level of college sports and step down from there. Even with the increases and assistant coach salaries that we've seen over the past few years, this type of move may or oftentimes come with a decrease in pay. As sports professionals and as coaches, what are some personal finance strategies that we can implement to prepare ourselves for any decrease in income? Wow, that is a great question. And and I know a bunch of college coaches right now, so uh, I know exactly what you're talking about, you know, going through being assistant coach or head assistant coach or a head coach or, you know, so there is a lot of uh, change. There are a lot of changes there. I think the number one thing is, um, like you said, preparation, right? So you know that you're in this industry, you're going to be moving a lot, you're going to be changing jobs and, you know, your contract and your salary is going to be different um, when, when you're on the move and going from school to school and different conferences. So preparation, right? You have to, you have to take some time to read about this stuff. You need to sit with a financial advisor or, or, you know, even go online and read about this stuff. I mean, it's, you know, no one's going to force you to do it, especially because you're an adult, but you know, you have to take ownership and, uh, and, 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 and apply these things as well. So, you know, go ahead and read about it, learn about it, have these discussions and, 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 and make that happen with your, uh, financial portfolio. And I think the main thing is just having, you know, really good cash flow management. If you can have good cash flow management, uh, then you're going to be set no matter what, you know, what you do or where you go, right? If you know, okay, here are my uh, fixed expenses that I have to have and here are my variable expenses, right? Or discretionary expenses versus fixed expenses. So you need to figure that out. What are the things that you need to pay for, right? And what are the things, you know, what do you have left over, right? And what are you going to save? Because if you lose your job, you know, then what do you have? Right. So you need to you need to have an emergency backup savings um, and, and, and good cash flow management. And then also early on, you know, as early as you can, you should start thinking about the retirement planning. Right. Um, and that's different for everyone. But, you know, you should at least think about these things. Yeah. And I mentioned or I gave the example of a coach stepping down, to become a head coach. Uh, but uh, you touched on it here. I mean, it's a very volatile profession and that that step down may not be of your choosing. Uh, right. your, your head coach could get fired or something in, in order to maintain your, your career. You may need to take a step that that may bring with it a, a reduction in income. Absolutely. And, you know, that happens. And that and not only with coaching, but that happens with with people with, uh, you know, with all types of jobs. And so, um, like I said earlier, if you have proper cash flow management, you have your savings, uh, you, you should be OK in the long run. You should be OK. Yeah. And something else, you know, I, 
I think uh, coaches and sports professionally to keep in mind and something I want to touch on with you is that and you, you touched on this as well uh, is is the, the the nomadic and transient uh, nature of the uh, profession and you have to be willing and ready in order to advance in your career or simply maintain your career to, to move uh, and the fact that there are only but so many college programs or, or pro teams you have to go where the opportunity is um, but being no being nomadic comes with a price you know there are moving expenses that may or may not be covered by your new employer. And for most people, it probably are not. Uh, rental apartments and housing require deposits and in some cases, utilities as well. And what can we do to ensure we're prepared so that when we get to our new location, we're not stressed, you know, except for the normal stresses of packing and unpacking and getting used to a new, a new place, uh, that, uh, the normal stresses of, of moving. Um, but, but, a, but not stressed. Not having the stress of how am I going to live so that I can truly focus and be ready, hit the ground running in, in my new perf- in my new position. Yeah, no, that's a great question, and uh, athletes need to think about the same thing. But uh, for coaches, I, I I just go back to just a simple thing about being prepared, right? You know, you know you're going to have this job, or you you know, or you know, maybe you don't know how long you're going to have this job for, but you need to prepare. You need to figure out what does it cost to move. What does it cost to do X? What does it cost to do Y? Or is it, you know, you need to figure these things out. Take some time to figure out what are my costs, right? What do I need to do? What do I need to accomplish, right? And can I make some changes? Can I do less of this? Can I eat out less? Can I pack a lunch? Or can I buy less, you know, less suits or something like that? So um, figuring out what you need to do and how much it costs, I think that's the first step because, you know, here's another thing I'm thinking about is if you can figure out those things and say, okay, I'm comfortable with doing this. What if you can negotiate in your contract saying, Hey, I can comfortably afford for these things. Can, can you guys help me with, with some of these things? You know, they may say, Oh yes, we offer this type of program or we can assist you with this or we can pay your first month deposit. So, you know, not being afraid to speak to your employers, to speak to the athletic department and say, Hey, can we increase my salary just a little bit or can you guys work with me or help me with the first month deposit or something like that? So, you know, you never know. And what's the worst thing that could happen? They could say no. I mean, is you know, I think it's worth a shot to at least to at least try and see. Ramon, going back to working with uh, collegiate athletic departments and, and their teams, what, what do those programs look like when you're working with a men's or women's basketball team or a soccer team or some, something like that? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's really fun because I played sports. I was a collegiate student athlete, and I, you know, we we used to have speakers come in, not really talk about money, but we had different speakers come in. And I thought that was really cool and uh, fun to learn from them, and I, I tried to build a relationship with the speakers. Uh, so first and foremost, I think it's fun to have someone, some have an outsider come in, uh, but then uh, to talk about financial education, I, I think that's just. It's uncharted territory, right? Because we're talking about it, we're having fun, um, and the the kids are learning. And uh, ideally, they're uh, applying the things that they're learning. Um, to be honest with you, it's been tough initially because a lot of programs. The first thing they say is student athletes are so busy they don't have that much time um, to add more workshops, which I understand. My thing is, you know, if we're going to talk to them about. Uh, alcohol abuse or sex abuse or, you know, things like that. Well, your personal finances, that's going to, you know, you're going to need that. 
right now and later in life. So we need to include that as well, right? So we get that a lot. Like a lot of the athletic programs are saying, we don't have time, we don't have time. Uh, that's one thing uh, that I find is pretty difficult. And then a lot of them will also say that they haven't set aside a budget to bring in uh, a financial uh, workshop or seminar. Um, and so my thing is, well, you have to touch into that endowment or work or try to fund to raise more funds for that. So, um, you know, somewhere there should be some type of fund for this type of educational expense. Uh, so those are the two issues that we see the most. Um, and so we're trying on our end to figure out, OK, how can we make it so it's uh time efficient for the athletic program and for the student athletes. And at the same time, how can we make it so it's more affordable uh, for the athletic department, right? I mean, obviously we need to make money, uh, but at the same time, we have to make sure that it's affordable. And so we're looking at that right now. So one of the things that we're looking to do, uh, and hopefully within the next two or three weeks, we'll have this ready, uh, is the uh, uh, subscription, a monthly subscription that we're looking to with our financial education workshop seminars and materials. And we have it so an athletic department can be a member of our Pay Yourself First program, an online membership, and all of their student athletes from football to soccer, tennis, lacrosse, track, whatever, you name it. They all the players, all the student athletes will have access to our program where they can go in and it's not forced by the university as well, because sometimes kids are feel, you know, sometimes they feel pressured to do this. There's no pressure, but we just want to let them know the university is a member of our program, which means that you have access to all of this financial education programming. And on top of that, there are games. There's two-way communication, so another athlete can speak with another athlete or comment on another game or activity, and it's all about financial education, of course. And uh, also, the coaches can see what they're reading, can see what they're doing. And more importantly, we, we're going to have checklists on there. We call it our, the financial stat sheet. You know, it's like as if you're getting rebounds, points, and assists. It, you know, we'll figure out, you know, it'll have checks, check boxes on there for cash flow management, retirement planning, risk management, investing. You know, well, the things that they can do at that age and, st uh, and at that stage of their uh, careers. And so uh, that checklist, I believe, is really important because it takes the educational items and then it makes sure that they're, you know, doing the things that they can do to make sure that they're set for the real world. And, you know, when it comes time and money, of course, uh, none of us have enough <laughs> of, of either one. Uh, but but <laughs> right. we're really talking about priorities. Um, and even I know financial literacy and practice, it, it's really about and financial managers about priorities. But you know, we're in an age now where athletic directors and coaches are going to have to really show how they groom and train and educate young men and women to be productive citizens and productive adults uh, beyond just saying it in your recruiting. Um, and that goes for all for, for personal relationships, personal finance. And we're seeing that in, in real time here. Uh, and, and also for coaches and athletic directors, you know, this is this can be a differentiator on how you run your program as well. Absolutely. And I and that's what we're saying now. We're saying, hey, this is a recruiting tool because mm -hmm. everyone's not doing it, right? You know, there aren't that many programs that have regular financial workshops and, you know, that, that provide this for their student athletes, right? So this is a recruiting tool, especially for right now because it's uncharted territory. Uh, also, 
what uh, you know, what we're saying to the teams now or to athletic departments now is what if we created a program where your school commits a certain amount of dollars for each student athlete who completes all of our courses, right? So at the end of their freshman year, they get 50 bucks towards their savings account. After their junior year, they get 75, so on and so forth. So, you know, or, you know, whatever the amount, you know, the school determines. But what if we can pay them to actually take these courses and complete these courses? So it's they're learning, they're having fun, they're getting money towards their savings account, you know, and yes, it's going to cost the athletic department a few more bucks, but, you know, I think it's worth it at the end of the day. And then when the kids leave school, they're going to say, yes, our school took good care of us. They made sure we had financial education courses. And now I know what a 401k is. And now I know what a 529 college saving is. But, you know, and now I have a really strong savings account. And uh, and, and not to say that some student athletes don't already have that or, or don't have the knowledge, but the majority, they do not. Ramon, you know we got to be careful when we're talking about paying athletes. <laughs> but but you know, and I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take us down that rabbit hole, and that's a whole another conversation. But that is an example of when the conversation comes up of compensating student athletes. That is an example of of somehow creating a model that provides something. And I'm not going to say the words payment and all these things, but something for when that student athlete graduates with their diploma in hand, that they now have a start uh, in life financially as well. Right. Well, no, well, I think paying them and paying them for doing something related to, you know, their time, their, you know, their education and their financial livelihood after school. I think that's different because we could say each freshman student athlete will get this amount each sophomore student athlete will get this amount so on and so forth only if they complete these courses right and if they you know fill out these check boxes if they can check the boxes right so but but like you said yeah that could get complicated but uh you know i i think that would be an interesting way to reward them as well and create more incentive for the students to you know uh, complete the financial education courses and uh, stay on track with that Absolutely. So, Ramon, when we're recording this, we're about a week away from your NBA All-Star Weekend event, uh, Pursuit Finance, Financial Excellence Weekend. What does that event entail and how can one attend if they're going to be out in L.A. for All-Star Weekend? Uh, thank you so much for asking and bringing that up. Really appreciate that. Yeah, so it's this is our second one. Um, we did the first one in New York when the NBA All-Star Weekend was in New York. And uh, I just want to be clear that we have no affiliation with the NBA whatsoever. I mean, we, we met with them to potentially provide financial education for for their teams. And so, you know, we're still looking forward to that. Uh, but this is our this is our event. And we did it during the NBA All-Star Weekend because, yes, we do have some NBA clients and WNBA clients. And we know that that is really an exciting weekend. I'm not sure if you've ever been to an NBA All-Star weekend, but it's extremely exciting. It's fun. You have a lot of pro athletes in attendance. You have a lot of entertainers in attendance, and a lot of people attend those events. And we said, well, we know we're going to have everyone together in the city at the same time. Let's get together and let's celebrate financial education. Let's talk more about, uh, you know, financial awareness. And let's also, um, you know, share some successful stories that athletes and entertainers are currently doing. And so, you know, there's three things that we focus on for this this four-day event. It's educate, empower, and encourage. 
if you, those are three words that come to mind when when you think about this uh, event. Our overall goal is to make sure that our guests are learning how to apply the pay yourself first model, right? Not just learn about it, but how to apply it. And as we discussed earlier, there are many stories that negatively uh, or, or that talk about the negative stories that you'll read about the pro athletes going bankrupt. And you'll see the documentaries uh, talking about how players have so much money and now he or she doesn't have anything. And so we said, instead of talking about the negative things, let's let's highlight some of the high some of the positive things. Let's talk about how LeBron James is starting his own school. Let's talk about how, you know, Kevin Durant donated a million dollars to the community, you know, when they uh, were having a tough time or even players, you know, that, that, that we don't know, like, what are they doing? There's a uh, MLS soccer player who created uh, the frugal athlete uh, company and like providing financial education to other athletes like that's great we want to highlight those things because a lot of people don't get to see that and hear and talk about that and so number one we want to highlight that and then also we want to inspire and encourage other athletes to do the same thing right so even though you're really busy and you know you have a crazy crazy schedule you know you still have some time to think about these things to share and encourage others to do the same thing and so that's what we're doing and it's a four-day event and we'll be in Los Angeles, California, and that's where the uh, NBA All-Star Weekend is this year. And the first day uh, is our Pursuit Connect for More Twitter chat. So this is a really cool event because we're using technology and we're using Twitter to discuss important financial topics. And, you know, we'll have a variety of pro athletes and entertainers, athletic directors and uh, business professionals answering, I think it's about 15 questions on uh you know when they made it if you will what did they do with their money what did they spend their money on at the time what advice do you have to aspiring athletes or entertainers so that's going to be pretty cool and uh the next event is our you know this is our main event the pay yourself first event they're all our main events but this event is where we're going to have a keynote presentation we'll have special guests uh we'll also have a panel with uh, a bunch of different pro athletes and business professionals. And on top of that, we'll have a youth savings competition. And uh, that's pretty cool because we'll have athletes and entertainers judge several youths from different not-for-profits in the community. And their their job is to uh, determine or come up with creative ways that athletes and entertainers can save their money and to, to practice the pay-yourself-first model. So we'll do that, and then we'll have several exhibitors there, um, uh, you know, showing some new technology and showing some new practice, some new methods, uh, or or just showing the methods of ways that they can save and invest and you know create businesses and do it the right way. So that'll be pretty cool. And then the next day, we call it the Pursuit Games, and we're literally just going to play games, financial education games. For example, we'll play Financial Jeopardy or Financial Scrabble or something like that. And uh, so it'll be really fun and competitive. We did it the first time and we had a great time um, because, you know, it's, I mean, it's almost like a sport, right? You know, you have uh, athletes and entertainers from different from different backgrounds and uh you know some of them may know each other some may not so it's a great networking opportunity as well uh but more importantly we're going to be talking about different terms and concepts uh then after the games that same day uh we'll have a panel and that panel is going to focus on the social responsibility of professional athletes and entertainers um so that should be pretty interesting to hear from them and then last 
the last day is an executive brunch. We call it the Pursuit Executive Brunch. And we'll have a panel that day. And really that day is just a recap what we did the previous uh, three days and also you know, just a network with, with some executives from different industries and there'll be some athletes, entertainers and uh, various financial experts and professionals. So really looking forward to it. Um, last time we had a great event and uh, we were covered in Yahoo Finance and, uh, you know, we thought it was a really successful event. We had fun and uh, we're looking forward to doing the same thing and hopefully doing it bigger and better. And for folks also, who may, I'm yeah. sorry. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, and I was going to say, yeah, for folks who are interested in attending or learning more about it, um, the, the event is titled Pursuit Financial Excellence Weekend. And the website is PursuitFinancialExcellence.com. Great. We'll have a link to that in the show notes. Sounds great. Thank you. Ramon, when you're working with individuals, uh, athletes, uh, coaches, or other uh, professionals, what are the individuals, what are the services that you provide to individuals? Yes, that's a great question. Um, we're, we're doing a variety of things and, you know, we're, we're still fairly new at what we're doing here, but we're, um, you know, initially I started, you know, when I started the company, I said, you know, I want to make sure that there's a platform that the players can use and grow from that platform, right? A financial platform. And that's education. For me, education is always first, right? So how do we educate the players? How do we get them to understand why they need to uh, invest in a 401k or why they need to, you know, write a proposal before starting a business or why they need to understand what not-for-profit, what, what a not-for-profit is and how it's structured before they start one. All the financial education equipment and materials that they need uh, so we can do one-on-one -on -one workshops. And some of our players are playing overseas. So we even do uh, Skype calls with them, uh, monthly Skype calls. Uh, you know, obviously meeting in person is better, but we can do Skype calls if they're uh, far away. And uh, so, that, so that's one of our main things is providing financial education, um, helping them with, with some of the planning as well. And then we've also gotten into, uh, you know, some of the reputation management. Um, there was a, you know, there was one instance where there was an NFL player that got into a little trouble. So we had to figure out how do we assist, assist this player with getting out of trouble, um, doing it the right way, taking the right steps. And who do we approach? Who do we contact? How do we, how do we fix this? Um, so, you know, reputation management. Um, and also that's, that could be, you know, if they want to get in the community, right? How do they get in the community and do more? Um, because some athletes want to start not-for-profits and some just want to help um, or, or, or write a check. And so how do we do that? How do, how do we help them with that? And then uh, lastly, uh, we've worked with the players on business development. Um, and, and that one's really fun because it's like creating something out of nothing. And, you know, we've worked with players on starting businesses and we've worked with players on uh, buying into a franchise uh, so that that's a lot of fun. So that's what we do. And we, we've started to do a little bit of endorsements as well. So hopefully that can grow because that's uh, that's fun. And, you know, there's some money to be made there as well. Yeah. So uh, but like I said, uh, we're really looking forward to creating this this financial education subscription that we can get players and teams um, to be members and participate in that as well. Great. So, Ramon, lastly, where can we go to connect with you and get more information on Pursuit Sports Group? Yeah, so our website, PursuitSportsGroup.com, that's probably the best way to you know, get more details on who we are and what we do. On social media, which we don't use too much, we got probably got to do a better job of that, but we're at always 
in pursuit. So it's always and just the letter N and then pursuit. And, uh, you know, our contact information is there. And so that's the that's probably the best way to get in touch. Great. And we'll have links to those in the show notes as well, which you can uh, find by simply swiping left or right on your listening app. Ramon, thank you so much for being a member. I'm sorry for, for being a guest on Beyond the Whistle. I've personally, uh, really enjoyed, uh, watching you, uh, grow and develop. As I mentioned, without dating us here from, uh, <laughs> from a, from a, from a college, uh, student athlete to the entrepreneur, uh, that, that, that you are today and, uh, really have enjoyed watching your success. Thank you so much, Odell. I really appreciate it. <laughs> 